Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, doing the show with John and Sue. Hello. uh, Yeah. yeah. Hello. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, doing the show. Uh, Totally drew a blank there just now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Draw Uh, a blank. Just give me a piece of paper. Is that? Pretty much, yeah. I think so. And then I, like, wave a pen near it, but don't actually Mm. touch it and say, yeah, see? Uh, That's also how you draw a, a... a, a polar bear blinking in a uh, snowstorm. Yes. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Except if I were really to do that, I would uh, to draw the draw, nose. I Sorry. would. Well, it could be covering its nose as because it, it's sneezing. It's a good um, point. Because it could be a very polite polar bear. But mm. I would. I would have to draw the outline of the bear and fill it in with. Um, uh, a pen that has in- ink that's only only visible in infrared light, so it would look normal to us. But if you shine, if you look at it un- with infrared light, then you'd see that it's actually pitch black, because that's what polar bears are. Under their fur, yes. Yeah, well, wow. the, the, their their fur uh, their fur uh, is black under infrared light. They absorb heat really efficiently and reflect visible light. Very efficiently. Because, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it used to be cold amazing. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, well, they're, now they're mating with the brown bears because... It's still... A, yes, that's true. And more than once. But it's still a bit chilly up there. Nippy, what? Up near the poles? Nippy. Um, nippy. Mm. Very brisk. Very brisk yes. up there in the poles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not as brisk as it used to be. Yeah. No, it's not as brisk. It's, it's a little. I don't know. I don't know, man. That 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 won't be a problem that'll bite us in the butt at all. Nope. Mm-mm. So. No, I, yeah. I think Alaska had its warmest summer this past year in a long time. Yes. And it lasted longer. Yep. Yeah, but so climate change meth- isn't a thing. That's been happening and every year for the past few years, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Methane oh, yeah. being released from the permafrost. Oh good. Okay, we're doomed. That's yep, it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. We're doomed. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to get in touch with us and talk about politics or how we're doomed or any of that stuff before, you know, everything, you know, all explodes or whatever. Um we'd love to hear black. from you. Yeah, it could be like a polar bear. Um you can reach us in a few different ways. Uh it's uh civil politics radio. At uh, sorry, Facebook.com slash civil politics radio, uh, civil politics at civil politics FM on Twitter, or just email contact at face uh, civil politics radio.com. Uh, and that is, of course, also our dedicated website with recordings of the show and things like that. All those goodies, you know, I've been saying that every day, every one of these shows for years. You'd think I could just get through it without stumbling once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's our aesthetic. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know sure. how Einstein was. He was so distracted by what was going on inside that he, you know, he he took simple jobs so that he could spend time thinking. Sort of at the same time he was doing simple jobs. So I try I I stack it up to that for you, Mike. That you you're busy in internal space calculating something or reviewing something, which is why you, you know, trip over the simple things. I've 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 heard it said, you know that. You know, intuitive geniuses like Einstein who just have these profound insights that they can then develop into, you know, transformative and uh, uh, profound, you know, theories of physics and things like that. You know, I've heard it said that like they 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 somehow seem to have like a mind that connects to, you know, like the 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 enlightenment of God or something like that. You know, and then there's folks like mm. me who have a mind that, you know, maybe is connected to uh, the wastewater collection site here in Holyoke or something. <laughs> I call you know. my mind, uh, I have a mind like a steel sieve. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a steel trap always closed. So there that's why. <laughs> and I mean, uh, that's, it that's why you, shut everybody should listen ago. to us. Yes. Because <laughs> our opinions are the best. We're so different. You can always find your opinion validated by one of us. <laughs> now with 30% less animal cruelty. <laughs> uh, take it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like maybe 20. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So speaking of animal cruelty, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about something that. that's unconnected entirely let's talk about uh the <laughs> it's like let's see let's see how the master of segways gets gets out of this one uh i'm gonna get out of this like an elephant in a china shop uh or an elephant in congress in this case uh jama because you were you were yeah there it is you were talking about uh the new committee assignments in the house of representatives and how the republicans are like no you dem you you people you can't be on our committees because we're upset with you democrats yeah the um yeah so uh speaker kevin mccarthy newly minted speaker kevin mccarthy is first uh, of his name long first of his name rain. um <laughs> <laughs> king of nothing he surveys uh yeah, exactly he is preventing two Dem Democrats from keeping their seats on the Intelligence Committee, uh, Representative Schiff and Swalwell. Um, Schiff, because he led the uh, basically he was the the leader of the um, impeachment. You know, like the first we, one, I the think. First right? impeachment, first I yep. think, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Swalwell, because of this thing with him being kind of connected to a Chinese agent or something which has been disproved multiple times um there's literally nothing wrong there uh and then there's there's ilan omar who has also been denied um her seat uh on the um foreign foreign affairs? foreign foreign policy foreign committee re foreign relations Re relations yeah she was on the she was on the subcommittee for africa um and she has been denied uh <laughs> Jesus, uh, the they actually had a um a a press conference um and Swalwell was, said something really interesting. He said, "All of the speakers that I've served under thought I was fine from Boehner. I uh -huh. and now you're now you're saying it's not okay. Yeah, okay, you know, 
Right? And they're they're standing up. They're going to fight it. They're going to they're going to speak out about it, which is mm. really great. And it's clear that the um, the far right Republicans, you know, the very specific uh, caucus, the the specific people caucus, um, they mm-hmm. are going to be. Uh, they they probably said to um, to McCarthy, you can't don't see these people because we don't like them. You know, and it's clear that they're like, oh, this is just retaliation for kicking out what like Bober and Marjorie um, Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Gosar stripping them of their committee assignments. Yeah. Because they're, you know, crackpots. Well, Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene's committee, too. No, Marjorie Taylor Greene very specifically because she said, man, if I'd had a gun, I'd have been happy to help out on January 6th. Wow, I forgot about that. I think she said, yeah, I think she said it would have been successful. Or something like that, yeah. And of course, Gosar posted that video of him, you know, a cartoon, you know, with heads posted on cartoon video, but of basically of him murdering AOC, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's been some folks that have stood up for Omar, but heard the complaint about her was that she had some anti-Semitic remarks that she has apologized for, and it sounds like she may be put on her committee. It's it's unclear at the moment, but I hate that. It wasn't anti-Semitic. When Nancy Pelosi pulled (laughs) folks off of the January, actually, she wouldn't accept the appointments that um, McCarthy made. For the January 6th committee. McCarthy she knew that said it, he wanted to see Jim Jordan and some other people like that. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I understand it, it's, it's got to be a judgment call, but the minute Democrats do anything, my party always is right on top of it. You know, okay, these are the new rules and they take advantage of it. It's, it's amazing. We're so quick on the uptake with some of that stuff. That and I I imagine the Democrats always go what wait we had a really good reason you can't do the same thing we did and you know it's 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 really it's tough to watch one of the guys there's a Republican strategist I heard this morning and uh, he was talking about sort of the things that are going on and what's going to happen to the Republican Party with all these shenanigans. And, oh, I know who he is. He's the, the husband of um, Kelly uh, Conway. I can't think of his George Conway. Conway. Yeah, George Conway. Yeah. Um, he said so. So from now on, the Republican Party is a, a crack in every pot. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Instead of a chicken in every pot, yeah. the, the new Republican Party is a crack in every pot. But, mm. you know, these folks are, are crazed. Some of the folks, the, the new members, some of the old members of Congress are just horrifying. But I wouldn't say Schiff and Swalwell and um, Omar are among those who are crackpots. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, we McCarthy, yeah, sorry. What was that? I was just going to say McCarthy is really, he has no control over what's happening. Oh, this is going to be tough. With the debt ceiling. So the fact that he exerted any initiative at all, it's really somebody else is pulling the strings. It's not him. Oh, yeah. This is so one of the concessions Trump. that he gave, clearly. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, I, it's like that in the tax, the tax thing. Uh, yeah. Um, that he's let gone to committee even like that's. Yeah. We can talk about that later if you want. But um, the the uh yeah there there's a lot of crackpots in in especially in the Republican Party right now and um 
I think we were we were talking about that and you were talking about like the younger um, representatives, you know, they're they're just even more. And uh, the thing is that it's because our our voting system has been so bifurcated and so like like pushed to the extremes because of how it works and uh and for people just moving to different areas like just everybody splitting up so then the more and more extreme people especially on the right are you know coming in and just being weird you know it's it's really unfortunate. It's really, really unfortunate. I was going to say two things. One is I usually say that it's good for us old folks to go and let new blood in. But some of these young folks that make you, they make you crazy. You can't believe like George Santos. I don't know what's wrong with him, but it's, it's something, but there's a fight uh, when this airs tomorrow uh, airs on Friday. I shouldn't say tomorrow, but when it airs on Friday, mm-hmm. um, they will have already decided the new head of the RNC but Rona Daniels is being um, challenged from the right by a real crazy right winger. And um, Mike DeSantis Lindell? is that. Well, uh, no, Harvey Mike Dillon. Mike, so, yes, she's um, she's a lawyer and member of the RNC. And mm-hmm. DeSantis has said he may he may support her or she has some interesting ideas. But, you know, it's happening in every arena. I mean, that's the head of the RNC that's you know, getting run at from the two people from the right, from the far oh. right. And, you know, she's, she's pretty conservative Rona Daniels. So I don't think people yeah. should have any problem with her. So it's yeah, very, no, there, 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 there's no sense of her not being a committed Republican loyalist, um, yeah. which, you know, in and, all fairness, and, you want a committed loyalist to a party running that party. I mean, that, yeah. that does actually make sense. I heard a lot of other stuff about what the Republicans need to do to win, but I won't. I'll bother, I won't um, bother you guys with that tonight. So, so we're oh, you mean you mean stuff. the the internal internal chatter within the Republican Party about ah, what we should do is whatever. Yeah, yeah it it's very interesting. I could tell you a few talking points if you want, or we can go on. It's really up to you guys. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested in what you've, I'm going to make captured, fun of. Yeah, you captured my interest as well. <laughs> well, one one of the points is there's a hard money gap. Um, the Democrats raised a lot more money directly than Republicans, so they're going to try and address that. Some of that's probably internet raising money with the internet. I would guess. I I don't know. Maybe. Um, Eric Iverson's a Republican strategist, and he's saying they got to stop whining, and they want to compete for the early vote and stop saying that. Um, mail-in voting is bad because the Republicans really need that. And it's interesting. They also mentioned um, having solutions rather than just talking to white voters. I mean, they actually said that out loud and broadened the audience, but to have solutions. And, uh, you know, the guy that I always like is Chris Christie. He said that early on, but I'm starting to hear that everywhere. Republicans have to come up with solutions. They have to stop you know, saying, yeah, but Hillary or Benghazi. Yeah, what about ism? The election was stolen. <laughs> what about ism? So but, that's kind of where they're that's kind of where they're thinking, at least the people who are thinking. I'll leave so it in that. Other, right. So in other words, you're getting you you're starting to hear us mutter like GOP stands for grievance over policy. <laughs> I haven't heard that. But that's <laughs> it only took one. twenty years <laughs> for these people to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Are, they, are any of the people saying these things like a part of the 
Republican leadership or RNC or anything, or are they just conservatives talking from the outside? Well, I'd say Conway is the disgruntled husband of Kellyanne. So, you know, it, yeah, nobody he's not, but I, yeah, it, I mean, he's a good talking point. Like I said, he, you know, a crack in every he, pot was funny. He's, but he, Eric, sure, but I mean, he's a, he's a fun gadfly to have on the news, but, you and, know, I don't know how yeah, much and, the difference he makes in actual. No. Well, and he, he has always has something to say about party. Trump. Yeah. But Eric Eric Iverson and Ronna Daniels, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're pretty much mainstream. I don't know how they've managed to stay that way, but, you know, those are the folks I'm quoting, so. Hmm. I, Wait, you know, Ronna Daniels know. was saying that they, they should talk to other people than white people? She didn't say that. I've, I haven't said that, but the, the talking points were coming out of her sort of run for staying the head of the RNC, where they're going. Mm. So he's the one who said, we need to stop just talking to white people. I don't, I don't think he's, he's got any juice. Like you say that and <clears throat> you might get some people in the Republican party, but like at this point, most of them probably would be like, nah, that, that makes no sense. <laughs> Well, he's a pretty senior Republican consultant, so I don't know. You know, maybe nobody wants him to work with them, but I think he's been pretty, mm. pretty in the forefront. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know who's the leader anymore because it's really complicated. I mean, people, people are quiet that should be speaking out. There's, there's a lot of people with lots of good ideas and backbone, and you know, they're just silenced by Trumpism. Yep. Uh, well, I, and, you know, a lot of people like um, Liz Cheney that, you know, a lot of people who aren't Republicans anymore. Yeah. More well, people I should do that. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but, those, but those clearly aren't aren't leaders in the party. Would you call Liz Cheney a leader in the Republican Party? Not I don't know how to characterize her. You know, yeah. she's not in office. She has no. Well, she's not running for the head of the RNC or anything like that. Maybe she's going to run for president. I mean, you're, you know, you're know, but I heard one is only a leader if people follow you. So, yeah, yeah. Good, I mean, she was point. in leadership, but, you know, like because of Trumpism, because of the, the people like, and, yeah, McCarthy. They took off and, all our committees. Yeah, yeah, they, they, you know, she, she, she's not a leader of the, the, what the party is right now. And honestly good you know like mm-hmm. i would prefer them not to have competent leaders oh i see where just, you're going i was like oh hmm, that's an interesting statement i mean that i mean like and i just called her competent by the way i i, don't know I heard that. that i didn't really <laughs> no no when after you said that i said oh okay now i know why you said that well yeah. you know the people that might run mike pence you know ronda santos tim scott nikki haley you know, Nikki Haley's probably the most competent Tim one Scott. of all of them, from my perspective. But you know, I think a lot of people come out of the woodwork. I, I think it'll be because they just didn't they just let Trump back on Twitter today, uh, Facebook, or Facebook, Facebook, oh, and Facebook Instagram, and yeah. Instagram. That was the other one. Yeah, the yeah, Meta Twitter first already did. Things. Twitter did a little while ago, and then Meta um, let him back on. Uh, on their services. So did uh, you know he has a non-compete until this summer? With, oh, with um, true, true social. social. Yeah. I mean, that so makes he sense. won't be on any of them. Yeah. He won't be on any yeah. of them until this summer. 
<laughs> I mean, well, I just wanted to I just wanted to point out that uh, I don't think the Republican Party is going to have any luck in actually trying to win over non-white voters any more than they already really do. Um, for the simple reason that like the lead, well, because the, the leadership is saying like, we need to talk to non-white voters more. And, I, you know, I think that's going to fail for the same, uh, you know, for the same reason I, I, I think the Democratic Party has uh, a big problem still with reaching uh, uh, minority voters. I mean, Obviously, a lot of them, a lot of folks turn to the Democratic Party because it actually at least kind of cares. But um, <laughs> it's more like it often, doesn't actively hate us. Right, exactly. And too often the what the Democratic Party does is it talks to, you know, black voters or women voters or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't talk with them. Well, it doesn't yeah. listen very much. Yeah. It listens some. And, you know to the limited extent that I have any influence over the party, which is quite limited, but, uh, indeed, but, um, you know, it's like, we should listen more, you know, like we should listen to what communities of color are telling us, what, you know, poor and disenfranchised people actually fricking need, and then maybe try and deliver that. And then things would be better. I don't know. Um, well, and Donna Brazil, I I see her on some of the talking head stuff, especially when Chris Christie's on. And, mm -hmm. you know, she says the very same thing that, you know, they, they left votes on the table. Hillary left votes on the table yep. in the, in like, the community. I used to like you know, her so much. Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil. I used to watch her all the time. I, I, yeah. I really liked it. And then she went to Fox and it was like, and it kind of, she kind of like lost, lost uh, her edge. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, she and Chris Christie and other forums, not on Fox, um, they actually do pretty well mm. tormenting each other. It it's uh it's fun to watch them. But it's it seems like they're I mean, they're really polar opposites, so it makes for good conversation. So I'm surprised that they're not on more more, you know, sort of the was it yolks and egg breakfast or, you know, those things where you get get to see people go um debate actually debate issues not running for office just debating the politics of it people like nancy, nancy mace and other people that are just you know they're starting to differentiate themselves she's not running for president but they start to the republicans who start to differentiate themselves from the pack and they're doing it in baby steps i you know i guess they're just testing the waters but you know She's she's pretty good on on uh, pro choice and you know some other things that you know the Trump Trumpsters will do her in in a heartbeat. Mm. So. That's the thing. All the money is with the Trump with the Trump uh, people now, or the, like the really far right people. That's where a lot of the money is. That's where a lot of power yeah. is. So if you want to run for president, you got to kiss the ring, and or wear the ring, which is what DeSantis is trying to do. I think. Um, yeah, they say he's a kind of a fragile candidate. He he gets defensive if you push him a little bit. So I hope people so. haven't really see, seen that I on the national that. stage. <laughs> you want to see that? Yes, I want <laughs> to see it. Rumor. I want to yeah. see him just crumble. Trump certainly has thin skin and a huge ego and a big temper. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it should be birds of a feather, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he handles a crowd and questions in a way that, you can't quite believe, you know, he sort of just sideways goes out of it. Whereas I think DeSantis can't quite, you know, 
he he doesn't get away from it the same way Trump does. Trump just says something and you know shuts you down or yeah, it's because he's a he's a very very good business um businessman in sure. in in terms of like he's good in sales. He's yeah, a huckster. He like he's yeah. really yeah. really good at emphasizing different kinds of speech, like kind of pointing a big right light big um bright light to certain things and kind of hiding other things he is really good at bringing you in and making you feel like he is talking to you i've heard that about him yeah if you agree with him he is talking to you he is like he's really really good on stage uh that's why his that's part of why his television show was so popular that's why he was on lifestyles the rich and famous so much why his name was everywhere because he's really really good at selling things the things he makes is not good and that's where um that's where uh desantis comes in because he's a wonk he's a good politician yeah i mean he pushes terrible policies but no no no. i'm not saying that he's good he's good at what he does Mm. he's a competent politician he knows how to get get the headline yeah, it's and, every other day he's got another headline out of Florida. It's amazing. He knows how to get the headline, but he he doesn't know how to sell things. The thing is that he is good at writing policy. He's good at at using policy to his own advantage. Like all these laws and policies coming out of Florida that are now affecting the rest of the country, and also like sending people on planes and everything. He's not going to get in trouble for that. Like he knows the ins and outs. Now, if these, yep, if he if found Trump, money to do it, yeah, if yeah. Trump actually ran and then had DeSantis as his vice president, then we would, we should very much be scared, because yeah. those two together, he'd figure oh, out how no. to pay for the, pay for the, pay for yeah. the, uh, pay for the wall. Whereas Trump kept trying to borrow money and do this yeah. and do that, and he, he was he. He got far, but he didn't get as far as he could have gotten if he really could work the levers of government. You're saying DeSantis's VP could be Dick Cheney part two, huh? Yeah, even worse, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's a fun note to end the first half of the show on, but we are <laughs> going to do it, though, anyways, because we got to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. 
the Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. So, uh, Mike, uh, Sue, genre, uh, we were just talking about uh, uh, 2024 a little bit and and uh, Trump and Ron DeSantis gearing up against one another, the horrible possible synergistic possibilities of them deciding to team up on the ticket. Um and that sort of reminds me, um, so uh, former Vice President Mike Pence has uh, also come forward and said, oopsie, turns out I've also got a few documents that are at least kind of sort of classified and I shouldn't have them anymore. And they were, you know, in my house or something. Um, yeah, and he just searched for them. He, he started a search after the stuff came out about Biden. So, yeah, well, yeah. So do you guys, uh, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what to think. Uh, like, should there be like another special prosecutor or something? Or should the the guy I who's looking into Biden, Biden fold this in here or what? Open an office. <laughs> <laughs> Get a czar. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, we should... We should, uh, if this is a concern, like an actual concern that previous world leaders are just leaving stuff around their houses, then we should have like a watchdog agency or something. Like I'm sure there is an inspector general or something that this can go under and just get, just start searching like Obama's house, (laughs) like search search everybody's house and like going back to like bush let's say like that that's Stephen like, colbert what? was uh made, made the joke like what do you think jimmy carter's insulating all those houses he builds for habitat for humanity with exactly like just go right. just 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 to check like send a yeah. few send a few people just to go through and like clean up someone's garage and see what's going on i mean it's it's like what like six guys I guess not in, yeah. and two of them are already in the system, you know, Yeah, like you just, well, we, we should have just someone that is separate from the, from everything else, just saying, okay, we're going to check everything here just to make sure it's fine and just get it done. That's what I think. Well, so, 
So some yeah. of Joe Biden stuff is from senators, so you got to do it for the senators too, maybe. But Could after be. you do all the yeah. existing folks, which is a huge team of people with high level of security clearance, what do you do going forward? So when Biden leaves office, do his boxes go to this czar of confidential material and they go through it before it's released? In other words, he can't he can't take them home, his boxes home. They they go from there that, to, you know, that would make sense. So basically, General, the, there should through. be there there should be a special inspector, some official whose job it is just to go through the boxes of documents Biden wants to take home from the White House when he's done, and just go, hey, but yeah, these are classified. You can't have these, and go, oh, right, okay, you know. And I mean, there's probably someone like that already. There the isn't, from Korea. what I understand. Oh. That's so where do uh, gifts go? Because when you get a gift as president, they hand it to somebody, and they is that the archives? And mm-hmm. they decide what happens with it. Yeah, is it you know it's a gift from? That's the my recollection. I mean, I, I, or it, it might go to the like a protocol office at the State Department first. But I think pretty much all of the gifts wind up in the with the National Archives and sort of like you know the gifts given to President so and so folder box yeah. or whatever. Basically, yeah. I mean, like some of them might go in like Smithsonian or something. But yeah, it goes in the archives. They can't just take them. They can use them to like decorate the the White House and stuff, but then the government takes them back. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, you know, if they're if they're like worth less than a hundred bucks, I think they can like say, yeah, well, you know, I like I like this coaster, you know, it's like <laughs> I like this box of matches, like okay, sure, whatever, but you know, you know, again, yeah. that sort of gets at the emoluments clause, you know, it's like you know, a bit of an incidental thing, you know, it's like, hey, I got you a coffee cup. Like, okay, thanks. But, you know, anything <laughs> more significant. This is from the gift shop. <laughs> right, exactly. I could have gotten this. This is my coffee cup. How yeah. did you get it? <laughs> yeah. But. Well, I get my information you know, from more, this. More valuable, it's, it's an emolument. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so who knows what the, what the real protocol is. But. You know, I I think you were talking about the special. Oh, I think they had to. Uh, I think they were legally required to change everything to do it the way they do it on the West Wing. It was some some act of Congress or whatever. I could swear they did that. You know, it's like well, Aaron Sorkin <laughs> says we do it this way, so oh, I guess God, we don't change don't the law. Don't do that. Don't listen to Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> don't do that. He <laughs> have you watched Newsroom? Ooh. Uh, I have a bit. I didn't care for it. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, this sounds this is going to sound terrible, but it's like, oh, Mr. Sorkin, maybe you should go back to doing a little cocaine when you're writing these shows or something. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, this, Mike, you mentioned the special prosecutor, and I do think that they should they they have special to counsel, do one yeah, for yeah. Pence yeah. if they did it for Biden. But I, I think they could use Biden's. I think they could just make that one. And then I, have the sure. other one, the other fellow do Trump and, you know, carry on and get, get it done. And then we'll know what the, you know, what happened. But one person needs I, to be focused on Trump because he has like yeah a ton of documents and he's very litigious, but like the other, like everybody else, like just have a guy. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it probably and, makes sense to do a, 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 a proper investigation just in general of major senior officials and so forth. Yeah. Well, 
to make some recommendations because clearly something's happening. Um, I've heard some of them are travel briefs that Pence has. They were in a binder. Could and, be. you know, yeah. he, and um, I don't know why he took them home after he got out of office, but, you know, that you can understand how that might happen and just go through it and then make recommendations to how to how to change it. I've heard one piece of legislation that they've already come up with is that you'd have to sign an affidavit under oath penalties and perjury, you know, the whole thing, criminal intent, um, to sign off that you diligently looked for and and returned everything. At least that gives you a starting place. I don't, because I mean, go ahead. You Sorry, don't believe finish. in the law, you know, contracts? I, I just, <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. Sign, when you make somebody sign that they've returned everything and that they've diligently looked, at least it gives you a foothold. Right now, it's just, People saying, well, uh, you know, I returned everything. I'm pretty sure I returned everything. I don't really know how this happened. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like the person to look through their own boxes before they take them or their staff to look through their boxes and not just have the government be on them to do it. I, I you know, we, it seems like we're, you know, the problem is these are all guys who said that. <laughs> you know, do they what? ever check what they have, what they took home and what they left at work? Do they so. ever check? <laughs> do you know where your socks are? Can I ask you that? They're on my feet. They're, no, they're in under the, the couch. They're under the couch. They're under the, the couch. You know, they're in the laundry. <laughs> they're in the laundry bag. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. What? Anyway, the I, just, couch. I think they're under the couch. That's where they always are. Or really, they're anyway. in the cat's stomach at this point. That's what they. That's what, what's been happening. Yeah. My cats Stupid take cat. their socks around the house too. I find them. I think is that a mouse? And then I go over there, and it's one of my socks. So yeah, the cats are. Maybe we should have cats check the uh, documents as they leave. Uh, They'll just eat I, them. I, <laughs> or they'll certainly hide something. in the boxes and not come out. You know. <laughs> I. I <laughs> So true. There's certainly something wrong if the archives didn't know what Trump had. They really had no idea. They knew they knew some of the North Korea stuff was missing, but they really didn't know which documents were missing. And that's that's a problem, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, because they're supposed to archive the presidential papers. I mean, that's somebody's supposed to be tracking it. Right. Right. Um but the National Archive can only track what, you know, they can only look and see like, well, the records say that there are these copies of these documents or whatever. And if the the people who are actually generating those documents aren't keeping good records, then they won't know. And I could well believe that the Trump White House was very lackadaisical about that. I mean, you know, President Trump was famously destroying documents that needed to be preserved all the time, you know, tearing them up and tossing them around. Him down. And, yeah. Yeah, 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 someone had to follow him. Yeah, 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 someone yeah. had to follow him around. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, as an additional, uh, so your suggestion that uh, they have to sign an affidavit. I mean, sure, but the law already requires them to return documents, and there are uh, legal penalties that they face if they willfully retain. Uh, you know, or, or let go of classified documents that they shouldn't have or that they're supposed to keep safe and that they don't. Um, and a big part of it is um, uh, uh, 
willful wrongdoing because, you know, the law wants to leave a, a loophole, you know, leave an out for people who just make an honest human mistake. Um, and also for yeah. people who, you know, find a classified document and they're like, what the hell's this? Oh, uh, hmm, this seems weird. And they turn it in, you know, like that's, that, that should absolutely be something that we make easy for people to do. Um, and given the huge, huge numbers of classified documents the U.S. government generates. 50 because, million you know, a year the, is the estimate I heard on Tuesday That's morning. old, I think, too. I, I remember hearing, I, I like, I don't know, maybe Jammer could look up what the more recent that numbers are. That was 2017, are, but, the most recent Oh, count. okay. Oh, okay. All well, right. 17, my five here. years ago. Well, but 50 million <laughs> documents. Yeah, because it... It was a, it was it was around it was tens of millions. I remember back in when I was in you know grad school, like in two thousand five or something like that. And I was like, well, geez, you know. So yeah, it's it's as much or or more as it was then. Uh, you know, and in part, classification is just it's an easy thing to do. It's just like ah, we'll just make everything classified. You know, that way, yeah, you know, that way we won't have to worry about what, should we have made this classified or not. Well, we just did, so fine. And well, um, they never declassifying documents. That's the other problem. Right, exactly. And somebody has to go through and declassify them. And the more classified stuff there is, the longer it is it takes to do that, and the more work it is. And in the meantime, classifying documents is a great way to hide all your stupid mistakes and petty squabbles and whatnot happening within the government. You know, it's, that's, that's kind of the real reason for a lot of classification. You know, so for all these reasons, I just, I don't, I don't think you know, I don't think it'll really make much of a difference. Plus, you know, as somebody who's had ADD his whole life, you know, just the whole like, Michael, did you sign off on this? We'll be very upset with you if you don't, you know, if you say that you checked and you didn't and, you know, and I'll check and it doesn't, uh, you know, and it doesn't actually help or, you know, I'll say, oh yeah, yeah, I should check. And then I still forget, you know, like, like just another level of an, another reason to yell at people, I don't think is going to make the difference because I like, I like people because to a criminal, sign their name and affirmatively sure. state that they did Fine. it or that they read the confidentiality agreement or that they, sure. I like signatures. Fine. But, I, I don't object you, to the you, idea, but I, like, I don't think, go ahead. Did you, did you know it's not a law? What's not what a, isn't law? a law? There's no law. This is from C-SPAN. About what? In Bossing Say. About confidential documents. So this is <laughs> Una Hathaway on C-SPAN. She's um, She was special counsel to the Pentagon, and she's a professor at Yale. She was going through the law of it. She said that the laws of Congress in 1918, if you release criminally, you're criminally liable for any confidential information. That's, that's, that's the only law that that exists, you will be criminally charged, right? That's, it's really comes out of wartime, uh, but they're executive orders. I'm, and, um, it's, uh, mm. it's not a law. FDR was the first one to issue an executive order that covered it. Trump didn't issue one. Biden hasn't issued one. The last one that was issued was Obama's, which I didn't read because I haven't had time. It was very specific and detailed. So, and, Trump did do something because they were trying to um, go after somebody. He issued a very narrow order about some document. Um, but I, I think um, I was shocked to hear that, 
that it's really that you're releasing information. It isn't anything to do with uh, documents and that the document rules are written by Obama. I, and you guys remember hmm. General Petraeus, right? He just got a slap on the wrist. And Sandy Berger, who remember he stole the document. He went into the archives and put it in his pants or something, and they he caught gave him. Gave it to his girlfriend or something. Yeah. Well, Petraeus did, but Sandy Berger went in to get something. He wa- I forget what he wanted, but they they threw the book at him. But you know, declassifying isn't happening. It's just the last person that tried to work on that was uh, Moynihan. Do you remember him? Daniel um, Patrick Moynihan? Pat- yeah, yeah, Patrick Moynihan. He said we're classifying way too much. That was well, he was trying to work on it. He was not wrong. He was not um, wrong. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not to be sure so that, that person you saw. You guys. I'm not sure that person on C-SPAN you saw was right, or maybe I'm not sure you necessarily heard it correctly because there definitely are laws about confidential documents and, and, and government records and so forth. But yeah, uh, I don't want to. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to get into a into an argument about like I have this vague recollection or like an imperfect understanding. But um, you know, well, opening arguments a podcast that I've mentioned more than once. Only. She was uh, well, talking about the three categories only: uh, confidential, secret, uh, and top secret. So, uh, and I'm not doing okay. it from memory. I have it. I have it written down because I okay. replayed it so that I would get so, it. But yeah, she, she was saying that it's really an executive order that that covers what's happening. Uh, okay. Uh, so there, uh, several episodes of opening arguments have actually broken down what the criminal statutes are that the government's been citing in, uh, uh, you know, seeking warrants against President Trump and so forth. Uh, there's, there's, yeah. you know, there absolutely are laws that govern this. It's not just some, yes, you know, weird executive policy. Do you remember when they charged Trump? They didn't say anything about classified documents. They just said that is documents correct. that belong to the government. Yeah, that is that's correct. the difference. Yeah, that okay. is, you know, we're we're fighting over little lines here, but I wanted to make it clear that that's, that's the difference, that it's the handling of classified secret and tox, tox, top secret documents. So anyway, I guess I wasn't very clear. I Well, um, okay, so... And I don't care yeah, about the I guess other I, documents as long I guess as government I'm, has a I, copy. I guess I'm not sure what the point you're making is. Like, so there, there is some uh, some laws that cover this, and also uh, policies der- uh, derived from executive orders. And there's uh, a difference between a public document, which I don't think people particularly care as long as there's a copy that Uh the government still has it's when a confidential secret or top secret document national defense um, information yes and it's the Mm -hmm. the the coverage for that the law coverage for that is because of releasing information that could hurt our government so that's i'm Mm. i'm not doing a very good job of it and i apologize but those are the those are two different categories and that's why they didn't charge Trump yes. with classified documents. They just said he removed documents that didn't belong to him. That, the- that's true. They they didn't like all of the 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 blather he's been putting out has been about classification, but that has nothing to do yes. with the actual. Uh, didn't matter uh, if he declassified them. Yep, all yeah. that stuff because that they true. went on the 
they want on the stronger ground of maybe we are sort of getting to the point. So I apologize to our listeners that this was so roundhouse. But yeah, yeah. that's the uh-huh. point. Well, there, there's there's a lot of uh, fervent yelling about this. Um, you know, some of it coming from from lefties who are like, you know, you know, our our antipathy for former President Trump comes out and we're like, yeah, get the SOB. So I get it. Um, but I so in that in that respect, by the way, I do actually appreciate the deliberateness of uh, Merrick Garland's uh, Justice Department, uh, you know, and their yeah, you'll know what we think when we file a brief in court kind of thing. But um, yeah, it, I, I think getting back to the thing we originally were, were talking about here with the with the documents, I think the U.S. government, um, for all that it's a big, complicated machine that classifies too many documents and whatever, I think there are definitely some areas in which we uh, need to have better and clearer procedures. Because I don't think the affidavit thing, which fine, I, you know, we can have people sign that, but I don't think that'll solve the real problem of, uh, which is independent of President Trump apparently like deciding to pack up a whole bunch of stuff he really shouldn't have and take it home with him. And, you know, uh, the, 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 the worst concerns are that he's been like, hey, uh, you know, here's a whole thing on uh, Israel's nuclear arsenal. Uh, maybe the Saudi government would like to pay me some money for it or something. You know, I mean, who knows? That may well not have happened. I don't know. And I'm not trying to adjudicate that. But, but even scary. aside, that is scary. But even aside from President Trump behaving like Donald Trump, um, there is this, well, what what are we doing with all the, this these documents with apparently secret information, some of which might actually be important and and critical in the matters of life and death? Because we don't know. We're not like we're looking at them. Uh, are we actually making sure that we're keeping track of these things and properly dealing with them? You know, I mean, if we are going to have secret information and we are going to have you know spies in other countries and military secrets and and so forth. Um, if we're actually going to going to do that sort of thing, uh, then the government really should uh, be very careful about how it deals with those things, especially as officials leave office in our democracy. And so, yeah, I think we need new policies and procedures to make sure that like, okay, so here's all the stuff President Biden wants to take home in 2025 when he leaves office. Uh, so somebody go through these boxes and make sure that there's nothing in there that shouldn't be there. Um, and this reminds me actually of an article I saw in Slate just today that I thought had some good points on a, a sort of a thematically related topic. Uh, it was an article about the uh, new documentary that uh, premiered at the uh, Sundance Festival, film festival, uh, a documentary uh, created by Doug Lyman, who's uh, better known as the director of the, you know, the Born Identity movies and whatnot with Matt Damon. And it's basically about uh, Brett Kavanaugh and the confirmation hearings and uh, the allegation against him by, um, oh my God, I've totally forgotten her name. Um, Blasey Ford? Yeah, uh, Christine Blasey Ford. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I couldn't think of her name. Um, and other people as well. And the article, I thought, made a made a made an interesting point, which is that when 
this information started to come out like, oh, well, you know, like there are reasons why maybe Brett Kavanaugh shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. Um, there's no clear procedure for, okay, well, if you have information that, you know, could be consequential and, you know, even our, you know, Republican listeners, and I hope there's a few of you out there uh, listening to crazy lefties like me, um, you know, like, even if you don't believe uh, Ms. Blasey Ford at all, uh, she made an allegation that had some specificity and was at least credible enough to think like, well, all right, we should probably look into this. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, I heard one time that he got drunk and did some stuff. And I don't know, I heard it from my father's brother's sister's mother's cousin kind of thing. You know, it's like, no, this is a thing that happened to her that she's talking about on the record. Um, someone should look into that. And there isn't a clear who looks into that, you know, like because it's not like she filed a criminal complaint. If she'd gone to the FBI with a criminal complaint, that would have been a different matter. It's like they know how to do that. But for this sort of thing, this is, as the person at Slate put it, like this is an HR complaint, but the government doesn't have like a unified HR department that someone would go to 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 talk about this and, and you know, alert Congress about this and Congress to hand it off to or whatever. Um, and so as it is, uh, the FBI had a tip line and they got some tips on it about Brett Kavanaugh and they handed him over to the White House and that was it. So we need to we need to think about how we handle things like that and do a better job as a country. Yeah. A lot of broken parts of government, all the money we yeah. spend. And a lot of it's broken. It's true. Yeah, or or certainly it, it doesn't do a good job of, of holding people with power to account, um, especially dudes, but people with power in general. <laughs> and that is that is well, that's a problem, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the next justice that this is, you know, we hear this about might be some, you know, Democratic dude who will be just as crappy as 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 Brett Kavanaugh, you know, like. I mean, heck, you know, like what if uh, somebody had meant, named Bill Clinton to be a Supreme Court justice nominee? You know, Yikes. I mean, <laughs> you know. Would you like, have to look that, into his background? I Well, I think certainly I would, one would have to seriously consider the credible allegations of sexual misconduct uh, against him. You know? Well, like, and the FBI maybe he should still be a, does that role yeah. for nominees. But, yeah, they don't do it well from what we can see. Well, it, it, and they don't – that doesn't seem to be like a clear like this is how it's done and this is, you know, like and, and what happens once they do it and who they report to and and so forth. So, yeah. just It's a whole bunch of things that are sort of handled informally and that's great if you're one of the, one of the boys in the club. But if you're not, well then. Right. Anyway, uh, on that also cheery note, uh, I hear the music, so I guess we're going <laughs> to wrap God, we up. We actually agree that it doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I agree, and I, I'd like it to work better. <laughs> More public accountability. I know you agree with me on that, Sue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. You broke More up. More public accountability. accountability. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sunlight and, you know, sunshine and pay your bills and... You know, mm -hmm. don't run up your credit card. <laughs> that rule of law. So uh, on <laughs> that, that on that note of agreement amongst us all, we're going to 
hand off uh, uh, the, the microphones to the next people. Uh, so that's going to do it for Civil Politics Tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at Midnight. Uh, listen to us all over again Monday afternoon at 4 or catch us as a podcast starting tomorrow morning. But that's all for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.